JoeVertigan.com. This is episode number four of the Lowell Bennett podcast series. And when we left off uh, in the, the early 70s, we talk about Mr. B, Bobby Bennett with that Chevelle he had a lot of success in. Lowell Bennett's career, actual racing career, started in 1976. And you were like the third person to race that Chevelle. Lowell, talk about how that deal all went down. All right. Well, you know, Dad had great success with the Chevelle. And, uh, you know, the, like I had said in the earlier podcast, the, the Camaros were really coming to be. So Dad wanted to build a new Camaro. So in 1975, um, my dad started building a, a, a quite a spaceship, really. Uh, and uh, we hand-built him a car. And it was time for, you know, my dream to come true that I always wanted to race. I always said that I was going to race. And Did Dad so, ever push you one way or the other? Never. Okay. Never, no, this is no. all your deal, right? Dad would have probably rather had me not race to help him, help right. him on his stuff. Sure. But, um, you know, I worked out a deal with Dad, and I bought the, the car minus engine, uh, minus engine and fuel cell, and I paid Dad $2,000 for that Chevelle. So that was Dad's. Prior to that, it was Jerry Smith. So that car had won a lot, a lot of races. So this was something that it just wasn't given to you. There was no silver spoon here oh, at all, was there? there was never a silver spoon in my day. <laughs> right. The biggest thing my dad ever gave me is for graduation in 1976. My graduation and birthday present was a $89 race suit. Sure. That was the biggest thing Dad ever. The white ones with the pins, the stripes down the on the arms. Bought it from Wally George weeks before he passed away. Oh sure. Because he was the how dealer. Yep. Went down by Wally and and uh, picked it picked it out. He had all of the racing stuff in his basement. Sure. There was no, you know, places to go buy race parts back. Right. It wasn't that easy. No. Uh, There was no Rander car racing or, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, so your first race, which I actually witnessed, was at Shano Speedway. Uh, to tell us a story, and, and how many guys can say they won their very first time out? Uh, tell the listeners a story. Well, I had never, Dad never let me drive his car. I never drove it in the pits. I never did anything, and in, in, uh, so I put this Chevelle together. Uh, I bought an engine from my uncle Don that was in a Corvette that was wrecked, and the engine flew out right out of the chassis. And so I had uh, Lynn Blanchard um, freshen the motor up for me, and we put a different set of heads on it, and we put that in the car. So that was a steel-headed 427. Um, so it weighed quite a bit more than the nice aluminum-headed motor that was always in the Chevelle. I just couldn't afford that, that kind of an engine. Right. So we put the car all together. We finished it. This would have been April of 1976. And basically, um, it wouldn't be for the last minute. We'd never get anything done. I finished it the day of the race. Sure. So we finished it up, and, and Dad had a double-deck hauler, so we put my car up on top. That's another story there. I, I remember standing watching you guys load it, and that, that, that created a, a bunch of onlookers, didn't it? It did, because there wasn't anybody had anything like that. Dad had used the, the hauler for hauling streetcars. And uh, it was quite a task to get a stock car up on top because the stock car was too wide for the for the uh, ramp, so it had to hang off about six inches off of one Ooh, side. Yeah, and you had to basically drive it up there, and it wasn't real easy. So you had to drive onto the truck and then up to the second story. Yeah, and uh, but we got the car to the track, and um, I had never got the hot lap or anything, and and uh, it was time for qualifying, 
and um, the engine was missing a little bit. The, the floats was the float was overflowing, and so we went out and qualified it. And lo and behold, I qualified it for the back of the first heat. So we uh, we weren't you know there was five six cars that were you know slower than us. Sure. And back then those heat those heat races probably had I'm gonna say eight cars in them or so because. Right. I remember that first year that I raced, there was nights at Chano that there was 50 or 60 cars. Right. And so we get in the first race, and um, we're coming around for the green. I'm starting way in the back, and the green flag drops. And we go into the first corner, and I thought to myself, why is everybody going so slow? And they're all kind of following each other on the bottom. And, and there was nobody running up, up top, and so I just... Put it up on top and just started passing cars sure and uh you know five six seven laps later i find myself up into second place sure and uh, a guy by the name of jerry running he had a kinkai suzuki car number it was, 64 it was it was uh blue and red yep and he got out in front and i thought how am i going to catch him and boy i just focused and i had i had to win that race i just had to right and i was catching him and I was looking down at the temp gauge, and the, and the water temp was getting hot. And it was up to 230. It was up to 240, and I'm right on his bumper for the pass. And, and I'm look, looking at the temp gauge, and I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, I got to win this race. Right. And I passed Jerry, and I believe on the last lap, and won the first heat. Wow. And uh, so won the first heat we ever raced. Overheated the motor and wrecked the head gaskets, oh, but I won the first race. What did that pay back then? 1976. Sixty dollars. That's not uh, actually, bad. Actually, it was sixty-two dollars. Sure. They paid off of the uh, per point. Sure. So paid sixty-two dollars. Wow. And unfortunately, I didn't get to run a semi because in those days they had just gone to fourteen car features. They were twelve. Right. And uh, I believe it was fourteen car semi. Sure. So that left quite a few guys going home. It was yeah. And there was no bonus money or, or a bonus race or no, nothing there like wasn't. that. It wasn't. Wow. And I can remember even some races when when there was they divided it most of the time they divided people by four heats. Sure. And if there was more than four heats of cars, and sometimes there might have even been ten cars in a heat, um, if there was more cars than that, then they ran them in a bonus race. Sure. So that would have been a bonus race wasn't didn't qualify you for anything other than it was just a um, like another heat. Sure. Wow. But, but. So that first year, did you, obviously you raced more than Shano. What other tracks did you run? Did you try the, the pavement at Kakana for the first time that year? I ran too? them all. You did? <laughs> I don't know how I ever afforded to. I mean, my, my paychecks were $87.66 a week. Sure. That's Where'd you work? when you worked for my dad. Okay. Yeah, rebuilding cars. Sure. So, um, you know, it wasn't easy. I mean, everything was... was hand-me-downs i'd buy dad's used tires or sure i bought a lot of used parts from lynn blanchard oh sure and uh, i remember buying bent wheels from jerry smith that that jerry had bent up and i'd heat them up with a torch and straighten, straighten them out, them out. And, sure and that's what i had money for right and so my second race that i went to was at the pier and i remember um running that race and we uh blew a transmission up wow and uh so that was my second race but we also ran Oshkosh that year. Sure. And I actually made my debut on the asphalt at Kakana. So what, your first year, did you have a preference to any track? Uh, describe the differences with them. Did, did you like running the third mile versus the half mile or early on? 
you know, as an excitable kid that I was at that time, and just it didn't matter to me. Sure. I mean, it was a racetrack, and I was there, and I was, you know, I, I liked them all. I guess I really, you know, I liked... I like the Oshkosh, believe it or not. That little track and, and my big heavy Chevelle compared to the Camaros, I was still able to compete fairly well right. at Oshkosh. And I remember I remember making a feature and lining up next to Roger Paul for a for a big feature there. And boy, I was really proud of myself, you know. That's an accomplishment. To make a feature against those guys. Now at Shano and um Seymour DePier. I was not able to make the feature the first year. I mean, right. there was there was way a lot of cars. I won some semis and, right. and uh, you know won some heat races and had some pretty good success. But, right. Uh, you know the engine was holding me back a little bit. I didn't have the nice aluminum heads and stuff like that. Right. It was a matter of what you could have afforded at the time, right? Correct. Now the second year. Um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll 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 pause right there and we'll get into Lowell's second year where. He started to branch out and find more success, so check back in next week.